Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Recorded live. Praise the Lord. Greetings. God bless you, Prophet uh, Eliza. How are you this evening? God bless you. I'm good. Good. Great. Great. This call is being recorded, and uh, we thank God and then for, thank the Lord tonight for the roundtable. At this moment, we're the only ones on the call. And um, amen. Pleasure to have you tonight. Amen. Glory to God. God is good. Um, so I'm going to wait a few moments to uh, uh, go forth and watch what I say because of the recording. But uh, the, picture, the picture, don't use. It's just just for you. Amen. And, um, <laughs> we're getting snow here in uh, Cleveland. I suppose it's coming from your area. Is that right? Oh, it's nice here, so maybe it'll pass on through. <laughs> mm, wow, wow. Amen. Um, um, God bless you. Apostle Shank, is that you? Yes, sir. How are you tonight, Apostle Griffin? Fine. Would you greet Apostle uh, uh, Eliza on the call? She's on the call. Would you greet her? Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Apostle Eliza, how are you? Amen. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. Amen. Is it snowing where you're at? No, sir. I was just telling uh, Dr. Griffin it's nice here. Okay. Well, we got snow here, and I imagine he's got snow over there, too. I think we may have passed it to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, Eliza, please uh, keep us in prayer. Uh, um, this weekend we're headed to uh, Canada, God willing. going to be up there for two days. Amen. And uh, weather is uh, conducive for travel. It's, mm-hmm. They're having a major storm south of uh, along the Atlantis, Atlantic seaboard, mm-hmm. seacoast. And um, keep us in prayer. And thank God um, for the clarification that we had uh, today. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We want to welcome Prophet Yvette on the call. Amen. Bless you, woman of God. How are you? Prophet Yvette, are you there? Um, hey, I didn't know you were talking to me. Um, God bless you, Prophet Yvette. Are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Amen. Well, we welcome you tonight and thank God for you. We welcome someone from uh, Northwest Indiana. I just want to uh, greet everybody so that I can speak to most majority of the people that are on the call. Somebody's from Indiana on the call and welcome you tonight. Who who is that who is that? Good blessed Indiana, Prophetess Georgette. God bless you, Prophet Georgette. Amen. We welcome you to the round table tonight. Thank Amen. you so Glory much. Glory to God. Amen. Thank God. We are um uh well Prophet Georgette, would you be so kind? Would you open up the prayer, please? Father God, we thank you for this amazing day um, that you've blessed us with to be able to wake up in our right mind and with health, Lord. 
We thank you, Lord, um, just for being you. We thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because without you, we wouldn't be who we are. We thank you for the amazing gifts that you have blessed us with. And we, we thank you that you are allowing us to use it for your glory. We thank you for the word that's going to come forth, Lord, because we know that it's going to be a mighty uh, blessing for us to sharpen our, our, our swords that we have. Lord, we thank you. We, we just thank you. We can't thank you enough, Lord. Um, thank you for our strength, our courage, Lord, to go through um, things that we have to go through in life. We, we thank you and, and we bless you, we praise you, and we worship you in the name of your son, Jesus. And thank you for Apostle Lord. Thank you that he has taken out his time, Lord, to to help uh, your your work, your uh, your soldiers, Lord. We we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and glory to God and, and thank you, Almighty God. We thank God for Elder Shaw, Amen, being on the call also. And so um, it's a blessing uh, from God, Amen, to um, be able to call. Amen. The name of Jesus. The scripture says the dead, the dead cannot praise God. Mm. And so it is a privilege to be alive and to um, be able to praise the Lord. Um, we are uh, on here and uh, we've got some things to share. We are um, uh, sensing uh, the way the Spirit of the Lord wants us to go. And I know that you you may say that, well, you know, you're on the call. You should know which way you're going to go already. That's not necessarily so. Um, but um, um, last week uh, we were sharing uh, about um, a remnant, a hidden remnant um, coming forth, being released. We were sharing about uh, the fact that uh, – Billy Graham had passed, and um, how some things were shifting in the uh, earth, in the church uh, system. He is a general that um, uh, had passed, and uh, God's um, preparing, aligning, equipping a remnant, aiming to go forth for this end time work. Um, and tonight I want to um I feel I felt led for the past couple of um actually last week um the past couple of days uh, I've since wanted to share uh, some principle te- some teaching on some principle kingdom principles as far as um uh, the anointing authority in the kingdom and um uh, and such, and uh, also um, about rewards. So I'm going to be talking about rewards tonight. Re- rewards in a in a way as it's linked to um, honor. Um, the Lord Jesus uh, said, and also one of the Old Testament prophets uh, declared that this people draweth nigh to me with their 
lips, but their hearts are far from me. Uh, he uh, was saying that they uh, honored with uh, lip service, but their hearts were not in it. Uh, the word honor is uh, the term honor is a kingdom principle and um you know saints of god you would think that uh, many of the things that we just talk about that uh, people readily receive and know and understand and walk in um but um there's a lot of distortions in the uh, in the church world not in, not in the church but in the church world the church economy and honor is one um, that allows reward. Is, it allows the anointing of God, the favor of God, the blessing of God to be uh, released upon individuals. Uh, if there are some people here on the call that are praying, somebody shared uh, with me that last week that... Um, the Spirit of the Lord told them to begin to pray, and they began to pray in tongues during the whole session. And I remember uh, last week um, there came a point in time where I felt um, a certain warfare wanted to stop, and uh, we kept uh, going um, because of the uh, because of the intercession. So I want to talk about um, I want to talk about honor. One of the things that you, um, if you've been in, if you've been in uh, uh, church or ministry, if your heart's been open, if you've been sensitive to the things of, uh, to the things of God, you've seen a lot of dishonor um, and a lot of, um, uh, probably more dishonor shown in 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 and amongst uh, places than you have uh, honor because. Honor is uh, something that um, uh, is not a lip service. It's 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 a heart issue. You know, honor. Um, when I was growing up in uh, church and uh, first got saved and whatever, you know, I would see uh, certain uh, people uh, carrying um, their pastor's briefcase or bringing water or bringing a handkerchief. A lot of times, people would minister, prophesy, preach. And you would see people take a handkerchief and come and pat their um, uh, pat the sweat off their neck and off their forehead and and, and so on and so forth. You saw a lot of uh, uh, movement activity, uh, and uh, in many cases you would say that well these people were honoring um, uh, the man or woman of God. You would see certain banquets and anniversary services and, and whatever and people would uh, stand up and make a lot of uh, uh, you know say a lot of good things you know bring money to, to things and it was uh, supposed to be in the idea of honor being shown being released the Bible says you know those that uh, labor in word and doctrine you know they deserve double honor and so the scripture talks about honor and talks about uh, double honor, and I've got some scriptures here to read. But just because um, people do something outwardly does not necessarily mean, amen, that the honor is uh, within their heart. And this is something that God uh, um, um, 
releases uh, shows us in Scripture, and I want to just deal with it for a few moments. I'm not sure how uh, this is going to come out. I do solicit uh, I do solicit your prayer, uh, your prayers, your intercession right now. So let me um, let me first uh, uh, say this. I guess because it's just on my mind, I can't get it out of my uh, uh, thoughts before I read the scripture. Uh, Lucifer had uh, um, the great honor of being the anointed cherub that covered, that uh, was there before the uh, the throne. And uh, as we know in studying scripture, you know, he had pipes and organs. There was music. You know, his responsibility, one of his responsibilities in heaven was he uh, he was uh, part of the plan of God to create the atmosphere of worship. Um, there were um, three uh, major arch there were three archangels in heaven, and they had three specific assignments. You had Michael the archangel, who was uh, um, his primary responsibility was warfare, and um, that's because because we know what Lucifer did. It was Michael and the angels that warred, that fought against him. And uh, then you had Gabriel, who uh, an archangel who had the responsibility of, uh, uh, if you will, communication. It was he, many times that uh, he appeared to Daniel, brought him word, you know, that um, uh, your prayer was heard from the first day. It was he who brought a message to he was the uh, his responsibility was a messenger of, you know, um, from the throne. It was he who appeared to Mary, uh, but it was Lucifer uh, who created the uh, atmosphere of, of worship and, and whatever. And he had a uh, he had a uh, he was beautifully made. The scripture says, but at one point in time, Amen. There was darkness in him. And um, he dishonored, uh, uh, without going into this, he dishonored God. And, you know, the scripture says that his tail um, gathered a third of the angels in, in heaven and, and they warred, you know, against Michael and the angels. One of the key things about that uh, is that you do not see that God fought against um against uh, Lucifer. Uh, uh, he allowed his created beings to fight against him because God does not fight, if you will, against his creation. Uh, nevertheless, because of dishonor shown, because of the darkness in his heart, because of, he was cast out. And the thing about it is, before he was cast out, he, the Bible says he was the anointed cherub he was able to receive uh, uh, that favor, uh, that grace of anointing upon himself because of the honor that he bestowed upon the throne, uh, upon him who sat on the throne. So, amen, it, it teaches us, uh, there's some principles here, I'm not going to get all this out. You know, I, I, I probably never do... Um, teach the same thing every uh, 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 part one and part two, but it shows us uh, throughout scripture that there's an authority structure in the kingdom of God, authority structure. Uh, 
And um, um, there is the idea of rewards um, that uh, are uh, people are able to get, amen, um, because of uh, the anointing. So I'm looking on my iPad. So if I take a moment here to find scripture, let's go to the iPad. In Hebrews chapter 11, uh, you all know this scripture. It says, uh, verse uh, verse 6, but without faith it is impossible. Uh, let me get out of the amplified version, get back to the King James. Uh, but without faith it is impossible. Please, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, the heart of God is that he wants to reward, you know, his creation. He wants to reward those, amen, that trust him, that believe in him, uh, that seek him. You know, God wants to reward us. And um, uh, saints of God, amen, this is interesting. Uh, My electricity just flashed on and off. You know, right when I said that, and my computer's off. And are you still there? Because my computer went off and I can't see you. Are you there? Somebody please say something. Yes, yes. I'm here. Wow, 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 wow. Mm. So my computer, so we, we just desire the intercession. Amen. Uh, everything went off and came back on. Um, there's another uh, passage of scripture that I want to um, read in First uh, Samuel uh, chapter 2, uh, first, I guess my internet probably went off too, and uh, in First Samuel chapter 2, I, I won't give you a lot of scriptures, just lay a, um, lay, yes, I'm off, I'm off the internet, but uh, just lay in verse, uh, in verse 30, verse 30. It says, uh, therefore, Jehovah, the God of Israel, saith, I said, indeed, now I'm in a different version. I said it because of the Internet. I said, indeed, that thy house and the house of thy father shall walk before me forever. For now, Jehovah saith, be it from me, be it far from me, for them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So uh, briefly, I'm going to be talking about levels of reward and um, based on the, the level, if you will, uh, or lack of honor being released because there's an authority structure in the kingdom of God and the anointing flows down. Um, we understand that in the kingdom, we have horizontal and vertical relationships. Um, we are to what honor those above us, and yet we're to honor those, honor our peers, and yet, amen, uh, now I'm dealing with, the, the, with something called authority, and yet we're to honor those, amen, beneath us. Um, I, amen, let me just be, give you part of my personality here from a other, other, another side. I was driving today and I got a FaceTime uh, call from my 
wife and daughter. And I heard uh, they had my grandbaby there. And they, my daughter, Brittany, said that she uh, at home sometimes says, Papa. And so you know when I came home and saw my grandbaby, you know I honored her. Amen. Uh, so what I'm trying to say is that there's a reward that's released, this release, savor, grace of God, a reward that's released based on honor. Um, there is something, amen, that can be given called dishonor, the lack of honor. And um, um, there is, amen, there are levels of honor that people uh, can uh, can give. I've always wondered, I've been, um, honestly, I've been uh, uh, kind of dealing with in my uh, mind and my spirit. Uh, I think I've got you all back on now. In my spirit for um, maybe the last month or so, I've been asking myself over the years, and I, I gave my, um, I gave what they called my trial sermon back in 1979 or ni- 1979. And as I look back over um, my life in the, in the church and whatever, um, I'm coming back on now. I've wondered why, amen, there were some <clears throat> that um, I've known and been in relationship with uh, in ministry and church, why, and I've seen other relationships with other leaders and those around them. Why is there sometimes an, a greater anointing, greater <clears throat> um, grace uh, released to some, some and, and not to others? And... Uh, uh, you know, the Lord's been doing with me. I was driving down the uh, street uh, yesterday, coming home, and it came to me, uh, it's because of the reward that comes from, the reward that comes from honor. I'm trying to get back on, saints, y'all. I'm trying to get, there we go, we're back on the call now. And so, um, I've had a lot of um, opportunities. I've got more scriptures here, some more things to say, definitions of honor. Uh, so I've, I've seen, you know, where people come along in, in, in relationship and some um, um, receive promotion, some receive greater insight, greater, just a greater anointing grace of God upon them. And uh, it's very important that we understand how, amen, we we treat uh, the things of God. I mean, the Lord even said, and I think it's in the uh, Proverbs, honor me, honor, you know, honor the Lord with thy uh, substance and, and first fruit of thy increase, and your barns are going to be filled and whatever. And so right from the top, amen, all of us know that we're supposed to honor God. And um, um, God said, Amen. In his word, that those that will, that will honor me, I will honor them. There's another, uh, there's another, uh, and, and those that do not honor me, I, you know, I will lightly esteem. In other words, there will be less reward or even no reward. 
And so um, in the kingdom, there's three levels of reward. There's a, a full reward. There's a, I'll call it a minimal reward. And then there is no reward. Uh, some people have um, some people have uh, wondered sometimes, you know, why they, you know, I, I just kind of see this, why some people can look around and see, well, why is this one being blessed? That's happening to them and that's happening to them. And you know, they may say, well, nothing's happening to me. Sometimes you have to check, amen, with the Lord about has there been honor, amen, um, or lack of, or minimal honor um, released in your life. Uh, we know the story, and uh, and, and there's so many um, different applications in Scripture. We know the story of, of, of David and King Saul and how, you know, he, he had... There were there were servants with him who actually wanted to ki- who had the opportunity to kill Saul, and David told them, "Touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm." And David honored Saul, though Saul was in sin. He recognized that this is the Lord's anointed. Um, that's probably a teaching. All of us know uh, that Saul was stubborn. Saul was rebellious. Saul uh, was didn't pray, didn't seek God, but he was on the throne. And because he was in position, because he was because God allowed him to be in position, David understood. And I can't touch him. He belongs to God. If I, and I'm not even I'm not even going to put my um um. Um, um, let's go to the first. Let's go to First Samuel. Let's let's go to First Samuel, and um, uh, and let's look at this. And so, even even though First Samuel chapter two verse three, and uh, um, thank you, somebody sent it to me. First Samuel two and thirty says, "Wherefore the Lord of God Israel saith, I said, in, in, indeed, okay." Uh, that thy house and the house of thy father shall walk before me forever. But now, saith the Lord, be far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall um, lightly esteem. You know, we had read that. Uh, so David understood about Saul that he is still the Lord's anointed. And I know a lot of times, saints of God, and I'm just kind of sense the direction that I've got to uh, turn turn and shift this because there's different scriptures uh, uh, before me. A lot of times, um, unfortunately, there are things, amen, that about people that we don't necessarily like about their personalities or whatever. And of course, you know, if we're honest, you know, there's things that, you know, we don't like about ourselves. Uh, But we have to understand that if they're in in the uh, kingdom of God, and God has not rejected them. You know, they they are yet the Lord's anointed, and and, and David would not what touch him. At one point in time, he cut part of his skirt of his garment, and his heart smoked. Um, um, and this shows us the heart of one that honors God and honors Amen authority systems, and and God was able to bless. Bless uh, 
um, this uh, this man of God. So um, let's see which way we're let's see which way we're going to go uh, with this. Uh, in Second John, there's, there's another verse in the New Testament. Another verse in the New Testament. Second John, chapter two, verse eight that we found. Second John two. Verse 8. This verse says, it says, look to yourselves that you lose not the things which you have worked for, but that you receive a full reward. And so the scripture talks about, amen, uh, the Apostle John, amen, reveals by Holy Spirit that there is a dimension, a level of grace, a level of reward called a full reward. And so he's saying, amen, uh, examine yourself so that you receive a full reward. We know, amen, that uh, rewards can uh, not be released, be given. And rewards are not, you know, we're not talking about plaques. We're talking about uh, the opportunity, amen, for God to heal, for God to move, for the anointing upon your life, uh, uh, all aspects of what God wants to do for you. Jesus went to his hometown, to Nazareth, and they began to get familiar with him. And um, um, I sometimes tell people that, you know, I work with, you know, um, some of them, you know, uh, though, you know, I may laugh or joke about this, that, or the other, you know, don't become too familiar with me because, you know, you'll lose, you'll lose respect. Uh, you'll get too familiar. You'll, you'll say something out of place and vice versa. Uh, and so uh, they became familiar with him. And the Bible says he could not do many, many wonderful works there. I mean, there was a limitation upon, amen, the anointing that could be released and given to people that needed it. And it was because the people in the city uh, became familiar with him. They did not honor. They did not honor him. They kept saying, amen, that this is, a, isn't this a, isn't this a, a Joseph's son? You know, are his sisters here, brothers here? Isn't this a carpenter's son? Uh, and they began to look at him at a level, amen, that uh, uh, re- released dishonor. And it inhibited, it It caused the anointing not to be released. Now, uh, saints, over the years, um, when, I was, when I was pastoring, uh, you know, and I'm going back into. I'm going. I, I saw a picture of myself actually back in the '90s, and uh, um, actually yesterday. And I remember uh, when I would be at the home church, and I won't, don't want to get into the um, um, the things that were happening, you know, there. But some of the some of the things that would travel with me would say. Um, they would ask. They would. They would say this after. After you know, we ministered. They would say, 
you don't minister like that at home. You, say, you know, they would say, you know, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, the anointing of God, you know, the power of God was so different here than it is at home. When we got at home, amen, there was a warfare. There was, there was, there was a, a religious conflict. When we went out, when we went away, people received. Uh, they were ready to receive me, receive God through me, and they honored me. And because of that, amen, there was a, uh, it wasn't necessarily an increase of the anointing, you know, the power of God, amen, being released. It was always there, but it's the anointing, amen, um, um, that causes the ability of God to be upon a person to transform them. And so uh, in the Gospel of John, uh, uh, it's, it's said that he came unto his own, and his own received him not, and that word could be his own dishonored him. But to those that uh, received him or honored him, to them gave he power to become. To become what? The sons of God. And so, um, um, you know, what I'm seeing, you know, visually right now in the Gospels, you know, Jesus is walking through, you know, Capernaum and Galilee and different uh, places. and he's got all he's the religious community, you know, uh, the, primarily the Sanhedrin, the the rulers, you know, uh, they didn't receive him. Uh, they knew the word. They said they you know they knew the word, but they didn't know they didn't know the word. They knew the word, but didn't know the word. They didn't know who. They didn't know Jehovah. And um, if they had if they had known him, they would have known Jesus, knew who he was. And uh, there's nothing that, there's nothing that, there's no transformation. There's no uh, power being released, uh, healing, anointing being released to them. Uh, Jesus goes to the um, uh, the sinners. He goes to the tax collectors. He goes to the prostitutes. He goes to the common people. He goes to Gentiles. Uh, he goes to um, um uh, I must needs go to Samaria or whatever. Uh, John four, you know, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to a woman. Thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna go. Uh, he knew by the spirit that he had to go, and then to that place in Samaria to be with a woman that had um, that had been with at least five or six men. She was with one now, and had been with at least five men prior to that. And, and, and the Holy Spirit sent uh, uh, him there. And why? Why? Because her heart, amen, Gentile, but her heart is going to what? She's going to honor the gift of God before her. And uh, it is she, amen, that carries that word into the city. And uh, the men come. Isn't it interesting, women of God? Isn't it, isn't it interesting? We see different uh, ask, we see different scriptures in the Bible where the men are not believing, and and God gives a word to a woman and sends it to the men, and then men have the audacity, Amen, to say that women can't preach and women can't pastor, etc., 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 and 
Amen. Men even have the audacity to say that, uh, you know, you've been divorced and you are limited what you can do. The devil is a liar. Amen. That's a primary example of God using a person because God's not trying to see, God's not trying to deal with your past. He's trying to deal with, he wants to deal with your present and your future. So uh, we see that honor uh, uh, causes the anointing, amen. It, it causes God to give you a reward. So, what does the word honor? What does the word honor mean? In the Greek, it's spelled T-I-M-E. It's spelled time. It's not pronounced that, but it's spelled T-I-M-E. It's called to me. And uh, when we say honor, honor means to add value. The primary uh, definition of uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here. I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 14. Um, uh, the primary definition of honor means to um, to add uh, to add value, and um, honor means I'm just reading, writing wrote a note here. It means something that you uh, um, um, uh, that you see as valuable. Um, somebody or whatever, you know, ministry, people, whatever, wife, husband, children, whatever, a precious, weighty, appreciation, esteem, somebody that's, uh, that you regard and, and high uh, respect. The difference, amen, uh, uh, dishonor, we all know this, dishonor means that you, you, you're dealing with something as, as common or something as familiar something as um uh you you're handling something or dealing with people as light or uh, you know i can do with them or easily done away with or i can do with her with him or without them um uh, thank you before i go to genesis 14 i i gotta switch here uh and uh go to philippians Chapter two, and um, in the uh, New Living Translation, uh, it, it, it says, um, uh, "I'm go to the King James Version." It says, uh, "Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind." Uh, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. This is what I want to read. Let each esteem others better than themselves. And so, even when we um, when we when we approach and deal with each other, we have to understand, you know, that this person is uh, God's precious anointed servant vessel uh, with flaws like us. But we're not looking for the flaws. You know, we're looking for uh, the glory, the glory in their lives. So let me just deal with this uh, passage of Scripture. It's uh, 840 here. Uh, let me deal with Genesis chapter 14. And uh, we all know that, uh, you know, Lot's brother was taken captive, taken to uh, Sodom. And uh, Abram gets, I think, 314 and 316 men, and they go fight these uh uh, these armies, and, and God gives him, and God gives him uh, victory. 
And in verse 16, it says, uh, he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods, and the women also and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer, and the kings that were with him at the valley of Shava, which is the king's dale. So when Abram, uh, by the hand of God, the power of God, takes 300 plus men to go fight, uh, I think it was four or five different armies, and they win this battle, and he brings back Lot. The scripture says that the king of Sodom, this is right prior to you know, Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed, and we know what was happening uh, in that area. We see the devil, the enemy, trying to intervene uh, in uh, the life and destiny of this man, Abram. The king of Sodom goes out to meet him after his return. But God intercepted, God intercepted, I preached this before, God intercepted amen, what the devil was trying to do, and God sent Melchizedek. Now, Melchizedek is not a name. It's a title, uh, 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 king of Salem, and they brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Now, let's look at and see what happens with honor and see what happens with reward with this man of God. God would not allow the king of Sodom, amen, uh, to do anything, amen, with his servant that he wanted to bless. And so the scripture says, um, and Melchizedek uh, uh, says he blessed him. Anytime somebody can bless you, that means that there's a greater dimension, greater anointing upon their life, a greater call. Uh, um, the religious traditional mindset um, can't understand this. Uh, there, there are levels of anointing, graces, and whatever. Uh, I'm not talking about titles here. I'm talking about you know, uh, titles are not titles are not who we are. Titles are what we do. Um, if you're an evangelist, Amen. That means you know you're going. Uh, your your responsibility or primary assignment is to what um, um, evangel. You know, preach the gospel. If you're a prophet, you're going to what prophesy the Lord gives you. If you're a prophet, you're going to be sent, etc. Uh, so he says um, he blessed. He blessed me, the Most High God, which has delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And um, the Bible says, Abram responds and gave him tithes of all. Now, the Bible doesn't say, the Bible doesn't say who told him to do that, but what he's doing is he's honoring him, amen, with tithes. Now, saints of God, I could, I could get into this right now, and I don't know how. Um, people have different levels of understanding. Um, there, there, there. Let me read this now. Come back to that. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, "Give me the persons, and take the goods to." Uh, I'm going to clarify the titles. Yes, give me the persons, and take the goods to uh, thyself. Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. I said, I'm not going to take anything from you, not a shoe latchet. I'm not going to take anything from you uh, because you may say uh, you hey. made 
you made Abram uh, rich, except give me something, give me something that I may give a portion to, you know, my friends Anar, Eshal, and Mamre. Uh, so let them take their portion. So let me go back before I go to Genesis uh, 15. Uh, so I made I made first of all I made a statement about uh, titles, um, and I'm not saying the titles are not important. Titles are abs- absolutely important because God uses them; they are in Scripture. But the titles represent the dimension, the grace, the assignment. It, it represents who we are. Amen. As far as what God is going to do in our life, so primarily, all of us, all of everybody in the kingdom of God, in one sense, has the same title. We are all servants. All of us are servants. So we are, we have that title. That's the foundation of uh, of, of the kingdom. We're all servants. And then there's other levels beyond that. Amen. You know, there's fivefold ministry titles, if you will, apostles, and and uh, um, uh, so um, um, my name is not apostle. My name is Martin. Um, I don't have to be called apostle to do the work. Um, if you're a pastor, you can do the work. In some ministries, in, in some movements. They don't call pastors by, you know, Pastor um, um, Jackson. They just say, they just, they may say Brother Joe or something like that. Billy Graham died, a great man of God, and he never went around, you know, calling. He knew who he was. Everybody knew who he was. Why? Because they saw the work. He was an evangelist. They saw the work that he did. And so this is, I'm just sharing here a little bit of what I'm trying uh, uh, to say. Uh, so uh, there are some people that will get upset if you don't call them by uh, their title. When I come home, um, um, I am, amen, uh, uh, my wife's uh, private name, whatever the home private name is. I'm her husband. And then the private name. I'm not the pastor here. <laughs> I'm the husband. And sometimes the servant, and, and so on and so forth, and so that's all I wanted to say. If, if I have not clarified it, please just inbox me. Also, I wanted to say something about ties here. Now, there's different. Um, there, there are some people I've I've heard uh, in my ear, in two, uh, as recently as 2017, 2016, 2015, that uh, there are people that don't even believe in tithing. These people have had the audacity to say that uh, to me, that they don't believe in it. Uh, um, they will say that, um, but I believe in giving. and um, But they don't believe in tithing. There's no place in Scripture where it says tithing ceased. But I want to, um, and when the reason why it's not mentioned much in the New Testament is because those people over the generations understood the principle, and they just did it. Um, so here in verse 20, um, notice what Abram does. He t- This is the principle, what the first principle where it talks about tithing up. He tithed up to 
Amen. Melchizedek. And uh, uh, I, I believe, you know, there's some, there's some things that I believe and I just don't share. And this is one of the ones that uh, I haven't shared, but I'm going to release it now because I'm right there in it. And maybe I have to clarify this. Um, if you have a, if you have a small min, if you have a small ministry, if you have a small ministry, it's probably necessary and important that you sow into your ministry so that it, so that it can grow, etc. Uh, because there may be few people. And um, a lot of times you, you, you may be the one paying the utility bills, etc. After ministries grow up into a, in, a place, there's a biblical principle. Well, let me just say this. In one sense, I don't believe in leaders tithing into their ministry. It depends on where their ministry is. Uh, leaders, are supposed to, leaders are to tithe up and the people are to tithe in, uh, into the ministry, uh, and into the ministry, into the life of the leader, and the leader ties up. Um, um, and um, this is what he's doing. He's honoring somebody that's uh, 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 greater in, uh, he recognized, amen, that there's somebody greater in the kingdom uh, than him, and he, uh, and he tied it up. And so uh, in Genesis 15, uh, let's look at the, um, and I just, I guess I'll just take questions after this. In Genesis 15, let's see the reward. Then it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came into Abram in a vision saying, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. He says, I am thy shield and your exceeding great reward. And what is what is the reward that's going to uh, come come forth? What is one of the rewards that's going to come forth in his life? Abram responds to this, uh, Lord God, will thou give me seeing I go childless and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? One of the great rewards of, 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 of leadership is the generational blessing of uh, the grace of God upon your life. Abram, is, Abram and his wife are childless. And he says, well, let's uh, see if uh, the Lord, if you accept, uh, because he promised him a son. He promised him an heir. He promised him an heir, and he's trying to see if I can let uh, Eleazar be uh, my heir. And Abel says, behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And the Lord said to him that Eleazar is not going to be thine heir, but he that's going to come forth out of your bowels shall be thine heir. And and even though they were 90 and 100 years old, 99 years old, you know, God even performed a miracle to bring forth this reward of inheritance and generational blessing. Why, amen, uh, if you look at Genesis 13, 14, 15, you see a process with Abram, amen, where he's lying in, in chapter 13 to cover uh, for his uh, wife, uh, you see the activity in 14, and then you see God giving him a, uh, even declaring, I am your reward, and I'm going to do these things even for you because of honor. Uh, I've got a lot of notes here, and I didn't go over a lot. I'm going to kind of close right now and wanted to share 
with you. Um, um, I'm not sure if, uh, yes. So, um, so I'm going, so I, I need the intercessor to pray. Pastor Shank and I are going to uh, Canada this weekend. And um, what I see, I'm sure you've experienced it too, when you go to a different house to minister, that if the people put a demand, what we call put a demand on the anointing, if the people receive God, God in, in God in you, if the people pull, if they pull, if they're hungry and thirsty, amen, for, amen, the things of God, God will what? Fill them. God will use you in a greater dimension. And it's called, it's called, um, it's called honor. I've been in places, amen, I've been to places where dishonor, dishonor was shown and the word was minimal. They may have thought, amen, that, you know, there was no anointing on my life, but there was no, there was no honor and uh, there was no prophecy. You know, there were no miracles, there were no healings. There was the word, and sometimes that word was a word of correction, uh, a word of uh, exposure to make the house aware that they need to bring, make some corrections, corrections, some adjustments. Um, allow me to share this last thing. And uh, uh, Dr. Mary, shall pull, 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 pull the microphone out of my hand so I'll stop talking here. This, this is the last thing I'm going to show. I'll give you an example of something. This, there was a, there was a um, uh, Nigerian uh, pastor in Toledo, Ohio, one time that had invited me to uh, come and minister with some along on a particular day with somebody else here in Cleveland who had and we had to travel ninety miles to go there and 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 minister and there was um there was such a level of dishonor being released and uh we gave the word um I came home and a little upset but i Asked God, you know, if they call me back next year. Well, what happened was they invited me back next year, and I, I asked the Lord, should I go? And He said, go. I went the second time, same thing happened, and I got my release not to come back. Um, we have to be very careful about honor, and honor, honor is not necessarily. When I say it adds value, I'm not necessarily talking about finances, although when you look in Scripture, uh, majority of the time when you see honor, there's some kind, it represents wealth. It represents something being released to people. Uh, it also, amen, is an attitude. It also is a heart, a heart condition. It's also the way you perceive people. If you value, if you value people, God will honor you for that. If, if there's a if there's a vessel that God even has His hands on and you and you value that person, God will honor you for that. That's why the Scripture says, um, um, if if you uh, honor, you know, give the prophet a cup of water, you know, you're gonna get a prophet's reward. 
righteous man, uh, righteous man's reward, etc. Apostle, righteous uh, apostle's reward. What you sow into people is what you're going to receive. So, thanks to God, we have to be very careful um, about this uh, idea of honor and dishonor. And um, um, Jesus was very specific when he talked to his uh, disciples, his and his apostles were disciples first when he talked to them. He said, if you go into a city and they don't receive you, he said, shake the dust off your feet and get out. Uh, and what ends up happening uh, over that place where they had to shake the dust off their feet, they will experience a closed heaven. Um, when you, amen, release honor, amen, the Bible says, you know, uh, give, show honor, give honor where honors do. When you, when you release it, you receive an open heaven. And um, thank God for you. I could just keep talking and talking and talking. And I, I think I've talked about 45 or 50 minutes here. Just going to open it up. Um, thank God even for your calling in who, um, amen, who, uh, wants to share, ask a question or, or, or whatever. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Hi. God bless you, Prophet Georgette. Yes. Um, I just wanted to share this. You, you were just sharing about how, um, when when you would go to this one certain um, place where you were not being honored and they were expecting miracles and everything and nothing really happened. And what I saw was that when honor is not given, it sets the atmosphere and the same with dishonor. And so within that atmosphere, I mean, even the Holy Spirit won't even come into that. <laughs> So even if the word go forth and the word is good, it's it's just the chemistry is not there. And and also about the um, the ties, I was just um, reading and studying um, in Genesis uh, three, and it talks about Cain and Abel, how God you know gave grace and accepted one of the the, the ties, which was the first fruit, and also with uh, Elijah. So the the ties is very important, and, and I've also had conversations with people who said the same thing about they don't believe in ties, but, uh, and then they wonder why they have, like you say, no, no blessings in their life. So um, I just wanted to share that. Amen. Thank you, Professor. And, and I totally 100% agree with what your, your uh, comments. Amen. God bless you. Somebody else is going to say something. Apostle, uh, Pastor Cheryl, I just simply have to say thank you for this word because you have answered some questions I've had for years. I um, had shared that same thing with, uh, with my pastor, and I would say, you know, you why do you always preach different when you're not at home? You know, how come you don't 
act like that, you know, so to speak, when you're at home, you have answered that question. And the um, question about why Jesus wasn't able to um, to do any mighty works there, you have answered that. What mm-hmm. you have talked about just made so much sense. It put everything together for me. So God bless you. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, woman of God. Someone else? I remember. Let me give. You, let me give. Let me just give you. Let me give you all an example of something. You're all so quiet. Let me show you. Let me show you how dishonor. Let me show you. Let me share some of my own personal. Um, my own personal life. So I pat. I, uh, I'm and and I'm not bitter about it. I use it as a testimony. Um, I recall. There was there was an anniversary that was being um, for my wife and I, and I was and I was sitting in uh, um, the office with a uh, with a speaker that night, and uh, the devotion had started, and we were getting ready to walk out of the uh, office and down the uh, uh, aisle, um, aisle or whatever, um, and um, into the lobby foyer and into the sanctuary. There had been there had been a disturbance by a deacon, amen, who was out in the parking lot and he was fussing um he was fussing at the speaker's son who had pulled in oh. the driveway, who was who had pulled in the driveway in the parking lot about where he should park. And he uh, very um uh, um, he dishonored me by knocking kind of loud on the door, opening the door, fussing gently in the presence of the speaker about, you know, what happened in the parking lot. I said something to try to diffuse it and not be so embarrassed and not try to distract the speaker from what his assignment was. And um, so he goes away. Finally, we, the speaker and I have prayer in the room. We go out of the office, down the corridor. And when I walked into the foyer, lying on the, we had two double doors. Apostle Shank, if you're on there, you know how the church works. Yes. Yes. And lying, lying right in front of the door was a plunger. Now, I'm talking about the kind of plunger you use oh my in, toilet, in the toilet. <laughs> uh, I, oh, I'm no. Not, I, I've got all kinds of, I've got all kinds of, uh, i got a lot of history, a lot of stories. And, 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 um, suppose, so, and, and guess, guess who put it there? The same man, the same deacon. And, and uh, I was so embarrassed. And and uh, uh, had somebody to remove it, and we went into um, um, the sanctuary. Um, um, dishonor, dishonor being um, being uh, released. Uh, allow me to share this. I'm not trying to hold you till midnight. 
Uh, you all have heard of, um, you, you all know Dietrich Hatton, uh, um, Preachers of L.A., and some of you are familiar with Detroit, uh, Michigan, uh, yes. um, um, whatever. Um, his mother, his mo- his, very quickly, his, his mother, uh, uh, Prophetess Joyce Hatton, is the one that prophesied to uh, me and my wife uh, in a service. I'm going to be, and 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 we were in a service here in Cleveland. I was not pastoring, and uh, she prophesied. She, I, I was in a church under a pastor, and she prophesied. She, in the all during the deliverance uh, service, and she stilled the congregation, got everybody quiet, and said, "The Lord speak. The Lord says, uh, speaks to you elevation." She, he says, he's he's saying there's elevation. Well, saying three weeks later, I became the pastor, the pastor of that church. That's how I became. That's how I started pastoring. It was prophesied in a service. In three weeks, uh, I came back. Um, I had to come to a thing on a Saturday night, and the district elder, uh, uh, in my presence, sat somebody down and placed me in the pastorship, and that's how I got into leadership. Well, um, I say say all of that to say, so later on, uh, at the same place that I was at, I had asked uh, Prophet Hatton to come from Detroit to Cleveland, and she was running a revival. And um, I knew, you know, that, you know, she was real. That God was revealing her, and there was some, and there was somebody, Amen. That I didn't even there was somebody that uh, had some uh, uh, breathing problems, and uh, me being a new pastor, I went out while she's ministering. I went out to the side aisle in the congregation and said well, you know, to this person, "Why don't you come up and let her pray for you? Uh, you know, so you can get healed." And uh, this lady, uh, her mother was there holding her, and this lady said, uh, no, no, no. She went, uh, they took, mother, she had, an, she had an asthma problem or whatever, breathing problem. The mother took her to the door, cracked the door open. This is while the woman of God is moving by the Spirit of the Lord. I had compassion, I had compassion for the saints. I wanted the saints to be blessed, you know, to have everything that God one of them that you have. I went to the door and said, why don't you come up to the altar and let her pray for you? And they said, no. She's trying to get some fresh air out of the door being cracked. I left it alone. Now, three days later, she was dead. Three days later, she was dead. Wow. And, uh, and, and, uh, guess what family I'm referring to? And so yeah. uh, his his so over over a long period of time, over a long period of time, the Lord had me to deal with uh, from a particular family a great level of dishonor. Even uh, mm-hmm. even even after I was consecrated as a bishop in 2000 or 2001. When they would walk in my presence, they just called me elder. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't fight, fuss, or nothing. I didn't correct them or nothing. I just smiled, loved on them, and kept on pastoring them. And uh, whenever they needed it, if they ever needed something, I did it for them. And um, and uh, uh, somebody sent me a message. I don't know that, but let me review that in a moment. And um, though the, though this dishonor was released, I never retaliated. Uh, after the Lord sent me out, every, t- every now after after I didn't fight the battle, when I go back to that church and I see this deacon, guess what? Guess how he treats me now. With honor. With honor. <laughs> I never, I never received it when I was there. I didn't fight him. I didn't fight it. But there was something. There was a dimension of glory that could be released upon that family uh, that they could have received, but because of dishonor, they didn't get it. Let me just say one more thing. Now, I gotta get pull myself out of this. One of the one of the living one of the living daughters was going to get married, and I was going to um, we came into this small room, and I was going to talk to them about you know marriage, you know how pastors sit down and talk to the person and the fiance. Uh, the fiance stepped out of the room, I think, to go to the bathroom, and she looked across the table at me and said, "You know, I don't like you." Yeah. And I looked at him and said, yeah, I know. And uh, he came back in. Nobody would nobody would have known that uh, anything had ever happened. So I've 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 learned I've learned and, and you and you see it in you see it in that uh, in Mark six or whatever. You see that Jesus didn't retaliate. Jesus didn't retaliate to those people that said this is the carpenter's son they didn't show him the honor there were people in that city that could have been healed in Nazareth but they didn't get healed because of the lack of honor being released the only time he retaliated not retaliated the only time he rebuked somebody was when they were operating in hypocrisy with the scribes and Pharisees so thank God that even for you just wanted to share uh, some things about um uh, honor and dishonor, and uh, anybody else? Anybody else? It must be time to go. Anybody else have any uh, re- re- uh, comments? If not, thank you all. I'm not going to go down the list. This is what I do want to ask, though. This is what I do want to ask. Maybe you don't have a comment, but did you hear? Did anybody hear Holy Spirit saying anything that can be released for us all? That's what we want to hear. I'm just going to take a quick pause here and give you the opportunity to say something. Well, thank God, Amen, for you. Thank God for you. Appreciate you all. Um, 
want to remind you all of the uh, conference in uh, June 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Uh, we're going to be at the Holiday Inn Express. You're going to see, um, I hopefully, hopefully by this weekend, a flyer and uh, all the information um, concerning registration and the uh, hotel code to get your uh, discount at the uh, hotel. Jake, amen, y'all. Thank you all for calling uh, for us. And um, uh, one last time, anybody want to say something? Eliza, are you there? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the name. Yes, amen. Father, we thank you for your love and kindness and your tenderness. So we thank you for this opportunity that you allowed us together tonight, God, for everything that was said, for your word. God, we thank you for uh, Apostle Griffin, God, the vessel, God, willing vessel to be used by you, God. For everyone that's on the call, we pray that everyone receive what that you have us to receive tonight and that we would apply it. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Oh, God bless Amen. you all. Have a good night. night. Good night. God bless.
Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit